Here we go. It is a Monday edition. Hope everybody had a great Christmas. Welcome in. And uh, Parker is off today. We've got Connor Pasby in with us. And we are here at a, a great place that does great work in the metro area around the state and just about everywhere, it seems like now. And that is Cavens Construction, Norman, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, and Stillwater. And I was just talking to Gary Cavins before we came on the air, showing me some of the work they've uh, had to be dealing with here over the past uh, 72 hours or so with that crazy weather last week where it got so cold, pipes bursting everywhere, water flowing everywhere. And uh, Gary and his crew here at Cavins Construction coming to the rescue. They are your superheroes in these situations. They'll do great work for you. Norman, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, and Stillwater, water extraction, structural drying, water damage repair. They're certainly doing a lot of that right now. And uh, they have the best crews and the most crews in the business. So make sure you get in touch uh, with Gary and his crew here if you have some issues that you're dealing with right now. Here in the metro area, 405-573-3048. That is 405-573-3048. Tulsa and Stillwater, it's 918-282-7612. Here at Cavins Construction on this Monday. And again, hope everybody had a great, great Merry Christmas, happy holiday, and enjoyed some time with your friends and family. It only comes once a year. I know we had a great one, so I hope you did as well. How we doing, Connor Pasby? What's up? Doing great, Mike. Yeah, happy holidays to you. Hope you had a great Christmas. Yeah, great time to spend with the family. Uh, I went back to my hometown, Enid, Oklahoma. Spent some time with them. Had great food. Uh, able to watch some good football. There was some good football going on in the NFL on Christmas Day. So, yeah, it was, it was a great weekend. Yeah, it was. And uh, Enid's a great sports town. Had some uh, yeah. uh, trips up to Enid. I can remember doing a uh, Lydell Carr, Enid, uh, the Plainsman versus Norman High back in the day. Ron Lancaster was the coach there at Enid. And, uh, yeah, Enid's a great sports town. All right. Uh, we do have a bowl game coming up on Thursday, a 4.30 kick on ESPN, the Cheez-It Bowl, Oklahoma and Florida State. Florida State is now a nine-and-a-half-point favorite in this matchup with the Sooners. So Oklahoma, again, when you talk about not having, you know, your starting uh, tackles in this game, not having – Jalen Redman in this game, not having, uh, you know, Eric Gray in this game. You can see why the Sooners are an underdog, but again, the line is up to nine and a half now in this matchup. We did have some Cheese It Bowl media availabilities today, including Jeff Levy, and he was asked about Dylan Gabriel coming back to Oklahoma. Gabriel, so far, I, I fully expect he's coming back, but he has been non committal so far. So this was. Again, a question to Jeff Levy earlier this morning. What what do you think is going to happen with your quarterback, Dylan Gabriel? Will he be coming back? And here's what the Sooners' OC had to say. Are you fully confident uh, Dylan Gabriel is coming back next season? Or what are your expectations there? Fully confident that he's going to play really well on the 29th, and then we'll go from there. Interesting. Very interesting. And, again, I don't know if it's uh, – you know, Jeff Levy wants uh, his quarterback to make that decision, and he doesn't want to throw anything out there that would upstage his quarterback. Maybe he's going to have some kind of NIL announcement attached to an announcement that he's coming back uh, to play for Oklahoma. But certainly uh, the words non and committal go together there. 
I would fully expect, again, Dylan Gabriel to be back. I, I, I think he's going to be the quarterback at Oklahoma. I think the Sooners would have been much more aggressive in the portal. And I know you have JFA, you have Jackson Arnold coming in, who's a great get for Oklahoma in this 2023 recruiting class. But I would think, again, uh, you expect Jackson Arnold to be a great player for you, you know, pretty early on in his career. But you also want to have a guy who's pretty established uh, right now, quarterback running this offense in year two for Brent Venables. So, again, I think I, I would be absolutely shocked, 100%. Well, let's go 98% shocked if Dylan Gabriel didn't come back because, again, the Sooners were not aggressive in the portal looking for a quarterback. So, Connor, I, I think, you know, I, I don't know why Jeff Levy answered it that yeah. way. My guess would be he wants Dylan to make the announcement. Again, I would be stunned if Dylan Gabriel didn't come back. Yeah, I expect him to be back next year. But, I mean, it makes you think about his status for next year just based on what, I mean, Levy said. Maybe he just doesn't want to talk about next season and just wants to focus on this bowl uh, matchup with Dylan Gabriel. I don't really see him going anywhere else. So, I mean, I, I, I expect him to be back next season. But it, it makes you think a little bit. Yeah, and, and of course the other question mark would be Marvin Mims. I also expect it's it's a I don't know a sixty five percent lean on Marvin Mims coming back. Apparently, if you believe some of the reports out there, he got like a third round grade on his card. And Marvin Mims is a really good player. Had a very inconsistent season by his lofty standards. Dropped some passes, you know. Still made some great plays too. And I think Marvin Mims is no doubt an NFL receiver, and maybe he could upgrade his status, you know, if he gets back to the real Marvin Mims next year. And, again, he made some plays this past year, but there were some uncharacteristic drops and other things that happened to Marvin this year as well. But and and he, he, wants to again, prove, he wants to prove that he can do a lot more for next season, and he's playing in the bowl game. We have some big-time players who are opting out, and it's a great sign that he's not one of those guys and that he is committed and playing in this cheese bowl yeah, and uh, again, I'm I'm 98% on Dylan Gabriel. I'm about 65 on Marvin Mims in that range. And every time, I haven't got one yet today, but every time we talk about this, I get some people connected to the program that said, Dylan is coming back. Every time, it seems like I get a text or somebody, uh, you know, DMs me on Twitter and says, Gabriel is coming back. Don't worry about it. All right, so... Let's hear from uh, Ethan Downs today meeting the media. Again, the Sooners are a big underdog in this matchup against FSU in the Cheez-It Bowl, Thursday, 4.30 in Orlando on ESPN. So what is Oklahoma's bowl mindset now that they're in Orlando and getting ready to take on the Seminoles? Here's how Ethan Downs answered that. Coach Venables will tell us that a season is like a roller coaster. Like Coach Ruff mentioned, the highs and lows. You can't jump off the roller coaster. Um, can't give up and we're telling a story with the season of it really feels like life you know you get you get punched you get knocked down you get right back up sometimes you're on a high and a lot of times you're on a low and we're trying to show our perseverance and what what we're made of we're trying to show our heart uh, by getting back up and fighting even when uh, it doesn't look like we've had such a great past we're trying to give people hope for the future so we're playing for more than just seven and six, which looks a lot better than six and seven. We're playing for the future of the program and uh, for the people that have been through the program and the coaches and Oklahoma's reputation. You know, there's a lot on the line. 
There you go. Those are our Ortho Central clips of the day today. Ortho Central with clinics in Norman, Midwest City, and now a brand new Tri City location serving uh, Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard. These full service clinics treat orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. Again, thanks to Ortho Central for our clips of the day. So, uh, once again, we've got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk uh, a little bit later on with uh, Cade McFarland. Uh, will be joining us uh, from uh, KJRH in uh, Tulsa a little bit later on. So uh, we'll wait to hear from Caden coming up on the Riverwind Casino Hotline at 1235. We might have uh, Jesse Crittenden coming up today at 135, also on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. So, uh, Connor, you said you had a good Christmas. What was the number one present for you, if you had to pick one? Oh, man, um, I got some I got some Nike Air Max's shoes. I mean, I'm kind of old school, so I got a lot of clothes, shoes, so I can never go wrong with that. It's also nice to have some extra underwear and socks, Mike. That really comes in handy on Christmas. Yeah, as a kid, when you get underwear and socks, you're not real happy about it. As an adult, you'll take, uh, you'll take them every time. Absolutely. All right, so I'm here at Cavens today on a Monday. Good to have you all along here on the Homeless Sooner Fans, the Ref Radio Network. Parker is off today. And, again, uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. The minute Dallas-Philly game was unbelievable. Got off to a horrific start for the Cowboys. Uh, Dax interception, the pick six, but... Uh, I thought Gardner Minshew played pretty well. Uh, the interceptions that Dallas got were big-time picks, man, uh, and the balls weren't uh, that poorly thrown by Gardner Minshew. But now the Eagles certainly have uh, some stuff to worry about. Lane Johnson, an abdominal tear. Uh, they think he might be back for the postseason, but certainly that's a big question mark right now. And Jalen Hurts and his shoulder. I mean, the Eagles have been the best team in the NFL and, uh, you know, injuries hurting them, obviously, down the stretch. What a great football game that was. And Baker, Baker was unbelievable yesterday. Maybe we're seeing a little bit of a resurgence uh, from Baker Mayfield. And it's interesting, when you get with a great offensive mind like Sean McVay, you know, some good things start happening. And they ran the ball uh, very well yesterday, and Higby had a great game. Uh, Baker, was, uh, Baker was great. Uh, I know his... Best moment in a Rams uniform so far was that 98-yard drive uh, with under two minutes left in the game, but that was his best football game put up, overall, yeah, put, clearly. Put up a 50-piece, and, man, when you get ba- we see when you get Baker out of the pocket what he can do, and two, or two big-time tight ends, and he just kept completing it to them. But, man, after the, after the game, did you see the picture with uh, Lincoln Riley, Mike? I did see oh, that. Man. Yes, I did see that. And, uh, you know, did it anger me a little bit? Yes, of course. But look, Baker, I mean, I get it. Uh, he's got a really good relationship with Lincoln Riley, and Muleshoe did a lot for him. There's no doubt about it. I've, I've never said that the man can't coach. I question whether he can build a national championship program because I don't think he pays enough ad- attention to defense. But he's always going to have a sexy, glamorous, uh, high-profile offense and always going to have one of the best quarterbacks in the country. So, yeah, I, I, hopefully no Sooner fans, you know, <laughs> got angry at Baker for doing that because, you know, that guy was hugely instrumental in yeah. him winning a Heisman Trophy and being the number one overall pick. You know, I just – my whole deal with uh, with Mule Shoe is the way 
you know, he went about his business when he left Oklahoma. I but, just didn't like But I, uh, I do, I mean, I, I do love this fit with Baker and Sean McVay. We'll see what it looks like next year with Matt Stafford coming back. But that was just a phenomenal performance by Baker, and that was just really fun to watch on Christmas to see Baker ball out like that. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, so we're underway. We want to thank uh, Lasher Home Comfort Systems for sponsoring our first hour here on Steel Man and Thune. Without Thune today, we've got Connor Pasby in with us. Uh, Tim Lasher was a reliable Sooner. He's got a very reliable company as well. Uh, Lasher Home Comfort Systems, they'll do great work for you. 405-579-3113. That is 405 405- Five seven nine thirty one thirteen. Let's take an initial break. Come back. What else are we going to talk about? Let's talk some more football when we get back here on the Home of Sooner Fans, the Ref Radio Network. To win big in any sports, college football, you've got to recruit the best, assemble a great uh, team that can do a little bit of everything. You need specialists, guys on offense and defense, guys to play in the line, the secondary, in the backfield, skilled players, muscle up front. That's pretty much what they have here at Cavens Construction. They've got everybody. They've got a bunch of five stars. They do great work here at Cavens, 24-7, 365-service year-round, a rapid and fast response. They've been helping people who had uh, busted pipes and uh, water damage. Uh, A lot of businesses had issues, and they do water extraction, structural drying, water damage repair, uh, water intrusion investigation and reports, mold testing, mold investigation, mold removal, fire cleanup, fire repair, odor control, carpet cleaning, tile cleaning. I mean, they do it all here at Cavens. Uh, CavensConstruction.com in Norman, 405-573-3048. That's 405-573-3048. Tulsa, Stillwater, 918-282-7612. 918-282-7612. All right, recruiting for Oklahoma. Let's hear from Brent Venables, the uh, 2023 class. Man, that was a wild day <laughs> on Thursday with the Peyton Bowen situation, eventually uh, flipping again from Oregon uh, to the Sooners. Oklahoma's 2023 class, number five in the overall rankings, and they sign eight top 100 players. Here's Brent Venables talking about uh, how happy he was, considering everything that unfolded this year on the field for OU, very happy that this class came together like it did. Even though there were some storms this season, I know we, we didn't plan for to be 6-6. Six and six. As a matter of fact, we planned for exactly opposite of that. And, and, and so it, despite that, our, these players and their families, again, never flinched. And had one uh, family, uh, the mama told me, you know, we're not rich, we're not poor, but we're good. And and this is about helping my son become a man, uh, helping him chase his dreams, and making sure that he's held accountable uh, to getting his degree. And that's just a breath of fresh air. That's what college should be about. We know there's uh, less than 2% of all college football players ever, ever have a chance to make an opening day roster. And so, you know, the holistic development is a very real thing and something that we take tremendous pride in. It's a huge responsibility and obligation, uh, one we don't take lightly. And as a matter of fact, we take great pride in, in doing exactly that. And so uh, being relational, we found relationship-driven, uh, you know, student-athletes and families that wanted to feel connection as opposed to uh, transactions. And so we're really, really uh, proud and thankful uh, for uh, these young men and their families. 
All right, Brent Venables talking about the uh, 2023 class, and when you break it down, the Sooners get three five-star recruits, and Jackson Arnold, Peyton Bowen, and P.J. Atabore, and uh, three of the top 25 players nationally in the 247 top 100. Arnold, number seven, Peyton Bowen, number 14, P.J. Atabore, uh, number 25. And when you break down, again, the eights, Top 100 players for Oklahoma. It's Arnold Bowen Atabare, uh, Jaquez Petaway, the wide receiver from Houston, Caden Green, the big offensive lineman from the Kansas City area, Macari Vickers, the uh, safety defensive back out of Quincy, Florida, Jacoby Johnson, great athlete playing both sides of the ball, defensive back, wide receiver, going to be a defensive back, it looks like, obviously at Oklahoma. Uh, was also a top 100 kid. And is Sammy Omasigo. Uh, from Crandall, Texas, the linebacker, also a top 100 get for Oklahoma. Now the question is, uh, 2024, you saw that David Stone uh, announced his top 10 for 2024. The uh, big defensive lineman who played last year at IMG Academy is from Dell City, uh, is very high on Oklahoma, and announced his top 10 over the weekend, five-star defensive lineman, and uh, Oklahoma's in there along with Texas A&M, Oregon, Alabama, USC, Miami, LSU, Michigan State, Tennessee, and Florida for David Stone. You would think the Sooners have an excellent chance to end up uh, landing the talents of David Stone in the 2024 class. Now the question becomes, what else is going to happen in the portal? We saw the Sooners Thursday, right before the Peyton Bowen news came out, that Reggie Pearson, the uh, – Reggie Pearson Jr. from Texas Tech, who laid that big hit on Dylan Gabriel in the game in Lubbock, uh, is coming to Oklahoma. So he's going to be in the defensive backfield rotation in the mix for the Sooners uh, next fall. You did have uh, a little bit of bad news. The Sooners were very much in the hunt to get Trey Harris, the uh, wide receiver from uh, Louisiana Tech, but he ends up going to Ole Miss to play for Lane Kiffin. Now you wait on like somebody like Trace Ford. Trace Ford, not long ago, tweeted out, you know, uh, it's been about a week, I think, maybe even a little bit longer that my recruitment is over for right now. Uh, he's weighing his decision. It could be a decision between Oklahoma and USC. That's it what it looks like. You know, will the Sooners be able to get uh, Trace Ford to come to Oklahoma? So we shall see. Yeah, his, uh, uh, his, as to his what last, happens in the portal. Yeah, his last visit was to USC, but obviously Oklahoma is still in the mix. But just going back to the recruiting, I mean, it was just icing on the cake, Mike, to get Peyton Bowen to flip and to finally sign with Oklahoma. That was just a crazy Thursday what all went down. I think or Nick Harris was the first guy with rivals to put it out that you could see a flip for Peyton Bowen from Oregon to Oklahoma, and that just stirred everything everything up. And, man, that was just an awesome Thursday to see how that went down. Yeah, no doubt, because, uh, you know, Parker had been talking about that forever, that Peyton Bowen's been committed to Notre Dame, but he's going to wind up at Oklahoma. Then all of a sudden, you know, you get uh, the Sooner hat wasn't even in the ceremony, and you hear crazy stories. I don't know if they're true or not. Well, the girlfriend didn't have the OU hat. She was racing to get back there. It's hard for me to believe that a kid, and you never know with a kid under pressure like that, you know, well, the OU hat's not here, so I can't pick OU. I mean, how crazy is that? But this whole thing was unbelievable and you know i've been around for a while i can remember hartley dykes you know signing with oklahoma state the uh, the crazy recruitment of 
Marcus Dupree back in the day, when Robert Meacham, everybody thought uh, was coming to Oklahoma and decided for Tennessee. There have been some crazy things that have happened in recruiting. Uh, you know, the D.J. Hicks commitment announcement was very surprising. Everybody thought that was going to be an announcement for Oklahoma. And then when Peyton Bowen again selects Oregon on Wednesday, I thought, what? I mean, we knew that <laughs> Oregon was in the mix, but I I was totally shocked by that, 100%. Well, not not to have not to have a hat on the table too, and then finally sign with Oklahoma. That's just wild. I can't remember a last player for his commitment not to have a hat of a team, and then eventually sign with him. So I mean, it, it was just crazy. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, you know, you you started to feel, wait a minute now, he hasn't sent that uh, LOI and hasn't sent in, sent in his letter of intent. That tells me it's not a done deal. The door wasn't slammed shut, and uh, Oklahoma never stopped recruiting the kid, uh, and they shouldn't have because they felt like he was coming to Oklahoma all along, and they knew something was funny going on, you know, with that situation. But he ends up at Oklahoma, and, you know, a lot of people initially ripped the kid. But I think, you know, when he put out the uh, the statement with the graphics, I thought that was 100% awesome. Yeah, it was, cla- you know, it was classy, some, very classy. Somebody owning up to a mistake and saying, you know what, man, I, I'm sorry. There's nothing wrong with saying you're sorry. That is not a sign of weakness. That is a sign of strength to, you know, own up to something. And clearly, there were a lot of emotions going through him on Wednesday. He was unsure what to do. I don't know if it was a statement to mom and dad or whatever it was, but clearly, you know, he said – Within like an hour after he made the decision Wednesday, well, I didn't know who I was going to pick, so I just picked I picked the Oregon <laughs> hat, you know. But he apologized to Notre Dame. He apologized to Marcus Freeman. He apologized to Dan Lanning, the Oregon staff. Said, my heart's always been at Oklahoma. Uh, I went about this the wrong way. So, look, it looked really crazy on Wednesday, but the way he came back and put that statement out, I thought that was first class. Well, so, it was a it was a uh, cra- it was a crazy quote that he had that he couldn't make up his decision while he was at the table to make a decision where he was going to play ball at next year. And I'm just glad he's at the right spot, or he made the right decision to come to Oklahoma and do what's best for him. Yeah, I you know I was uh, you know, I, I was thinking a little bit, man, this kid maybe a little bit wishy washy to do that. Are you kidding me? And look, uh, Sooner fans were ecstatic to get him again on Thursday, but once I saw what he put out there, I thought he owned up to everything and uh, did that about as well as it could possibly be done. So I think the Sooners, obviously they get a a tremendous talent that uh, if he pans out, has a chance to be an All-American, a great player at the University of Oklahoma. We'll see. Some of these five stars don't, but uh, I think Peyton Bowen and Jackson Arnold uh, watching those guys play at Denton Geyer, was they were both special on both sides of the ball, and I think the Sooners are going to get some great play out of both. All right, here at Cavens on a Monday, Cavens Construction will do great work. If you had some leakage, pipe burst, a little bit of water in the house, a lot of bit of water in the house, give Cavens a call in the metro area, 405-573-3048. In Tulsa, Stillwater area, 918-282-7612, or online, at cavensconstruction.com. They do everything. And, I, you know, they really do. They do everything. It's a one-stop shop. You have a construction issue, flooding issue, mold issue, fire damage issue, 
Havens Construction is the place to call. All right, we'll be right back. Caden McFarland going to join us talking college football and more. We'll do that next here on The Ref. We are back here at uh, Cavens Construction. Mike Steely with you on this day after Christmas. Hope everybody had a great Christmas. Got some time with uh, friends and family. And uh, we're here at Cavens Construction. You talk about a a do-it-all company. It's Cavens, Norman, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, Stillwater, construction, roofing, maintenance, Environmental cleanup, fire issues, water removal, emergency services, 247, 365 days a year, mold testing and removal, biohazard issues, you name it, they'll do it, plus just uh, commercial construction, roofing services. Cavens is a one-stop shop for basically anything you need, emergency cleanup. You have a problem, you know, pipe burst. We had a lot of those happen that they've been, uh, you know, out doing cleanup for already. Uh, if you just need a new roof, your roof looked at, or you need something done, you know, construction-wise to your home or if you're building, uh, give them a call, 405-573-3048. That's 405-573-3048. Uh, Tulsa and Stillwater, it's 918-282-7612. Okay, it, we're waiting for Caden as something may have come up, uh, but we'll see if we can make a connection with Caden. If not... Uh, that's, you know, it's, it's the day after Christmas. People are busy. People are busy. Uh, do you want to go to the Air Comfort Solutions text line, Connor? Let's do it. Yeah, Air Comfort, yeah, Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Uh, Gunny says, good afternoon, Connor and Steely. What do you all think about the OSU Sconson Bowl tomorrow night? You know, it's just uh, the quarterback situation there obviously uh, has Wisconsin favored by three and a half. Man, that's a late kick, too. That's a 9 15 yeah, uh, kickoff in the guaranteed rate bowl out in Phoenix. Um, you know, Mike Gundy usually gets his guys ready to play, but I guess I'd have to lean to Wisconsin because of what's going on with the uh, OSU quarterback situation. And they but, have OSU and, has a lot of opt outs too, so I'm not really sure what yeah. to think about the game. I yeah. think it's kind of up for grabs. It's going to be a defensive battle for sure. I don't think both teams are going to score a lot of points. Yeah, you know, I, I got to tell you, it's it's very disappointing, and and I get it in this day and age of uh, college football and where these kids are with NIL and the NFL and all of that stuff. But the bowl games have lost luster. There's no doubt about it. Now, will I watch? Absolutely I will. Well, Oklahoma State may get the first half in before I fall asleep. But, um, you know, the bowls have lost some luster. Now, your playoff matchups, the New Year's Six, those still have a little bit of steam. Obviously, the playoff matchups are completely different. But all the opt-outs, it's just... I don't know. It's it's just not yeah, the here, same. Here's the list for OSU. Obviously, Spencer Sanders, Portal, Mason Cobb, Portal, Dominic Richardson, uh, receiver, transfer portal, Trace Ford, transfer portal, and uh, Brendan Evers, the defensive tackle, is opting out. So that's a big list for the Cowboys. And kind of the same thing with the Badgers. They have a lot of opt-outs as well. Uh, even their quarterback, a uh, few starting offensive linemen. So we'll see. So okay, I just heard from Caden. We may do 1 p.m. He said, uh, I answered, but maybe the connection was bad. So we'll yeah, try. We uh, we'll see what he says. We could do maybe 1 p.m. 
with Caden. We got one right, from uh, four. Or excuse me, my go bad, ahead. Mike. We got one from the nine one eight. Why why would we not get a credible backup for Dylan? He goes down again, and that's not fair to throw Jackson Arnold in there. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but. Um, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, Jackson Arnold, the good thing is he's getting in early, right? I mean, that's a totally different situation. And I think if Jackson Arnold weren't coming in for spring and going through everything, they probably would have been a lot more aggressive in the portal getting a backup quarterback. But, um, you know, you, you hope you can keep Dylan Gabriel healthy. Obviously missed a couple games, and we saw what that did to the Oklahoma offense. It was a disaster. But... I think the fact that you've got a five-star kid coming in, um, you know, for the spring and will be going through a routine makes them feel a little more more comfortable. Well, I think I think that's a credible backup for Dylan Gabriel. Most teams would kill to have a five-star incoming freshman as a backup just in case your starter does go down. I mean, that's a talented kid coming in. I know he doesn't have much experience, but man, if you get some snaps under his belt, he, he'll be for sure ready to go. But uh, Santa John says, or this is kind of a little old news, happened 30 minutes ago, but Broncos fired Hackett uh, after the game against the Rams. <laughs> so Baker, they put, yeah, up 50 points, yeah, put up 50 points against a Denver Broncos defense that was really good throughout the season, and they have fired their head coach. Well, uh, he deserves to be. That, that has been an absolute catastrophe in Denver, no doubt. Our man, uh, George Stoya, who is, uh, was at the OU Daily and, you know, worked in Arkansas for a while. Great young writer, great kid, uh, is now working there, you know, covering the Broncos. And, it, you know, it's just been a complete catastrophe. Russell Wilson, they expected to be, you know, contending for a playoff spot. And uh, he's been a disaster. The defense, I know the defense was horrible yesterday. The defense has been all right most of the season, but, man, just, uh, you know, the Broncos have a rabid fan base, too, and they've got to be completely they, well, yeah, disappointed. They take, and I bet they're happy today, though. Yeah, they take their sports very seriously in Denver. So when something doesn't go good, like paying uh, Russell Wilson a lot of money and he's not doing anything this season, that's going to stir up that fan base. Uh, one more from Sooner Soldier. He says, I just tuned in today. What's the latest with DG? I read there's no discussion why all uh, secrecy. What's the point of it? Well, it's basically the quote that Dylan or the quote that Jeff Levy said uh, prior to the Chiefs. Yeah, you want to play it again, Connor? Yeah, so we people can. maybe if they're it. tuning yep. in late. Yep. This was a question and answer today at the uh, media session at the Cheez It Bowl with a with a question to Jeff Levy. Here's how it went down about are you, are Dylan you fully Gabriel. Fully confident uh, Dylan Gabriel's coming back next season. Or what are your expectations there? Fully confident that he's going to play really well on the 29th, and then we'll go from there. There you go, and you know what that does? Sets off a, a Twitter uh, wildfire. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe it's not a wildfire, but there's a lot of buzz about that. I fully expect and would be extremely shocked if Dylan Gabriel wasn't back. And I think this is more of maybe Jeff Levy uh, not wanting to upstage his quarterback. Maybe Dylan Gabriel wants to make an announcement of this with a you know some new NIL. Uh, opportunities that he wants to showcase when he makes the announcement, but I would be completely surprised. Not not Peyton Bowen uh, last Wednesday surprised, but <laughs> not to, not a level right much. below that. 
you know, uh, if he didn't come back. Like I said, I think the Sooners would have been a lot more aggressive in the portal. And I know, look, they're signing and bringing in Jackson Arnold. He's got a chance to be the next great Sooner quarterback. But, again, based on what I hear from people connected, uh, they basically have said Gabriel's coming back. He is going to be back. So, in this day and age, look, I never take anything at 100% because too many times you're like, what? But uh, I would be extremely surprised, again, if, if Dylan Gabriel – is not coming back to Oklahoma. Yeah, I, I just—I so. mean, I just don't know where else he would go. I know he's not draft ready. I would say right now, and he wants to prove some more by coming back. I mean, dealt with an injury the year before, didn't live up to the expectations this season and the team in general. But maybe he wants to come back and prove even more and be a good uh, starting quarterback and look after uh, Jackson Arnold behind him. All right, I'm here at Cavens Construction. It is a Monday edition of Steel Man and Thune. Parker is off today. Uh, Going to be back later in the week. We have Connor Pasby in with us. Hope you had a great Christmas yesterday, day after Christmas show, here from Cavens Construction, Norman, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, and Stillwater, your one-stop shop for anything you need. You know, regular commercial construction, roofing services, clean up after a big disaster like busted pipes they've been going and helping restore a lot of local businesses in the metro area here since late last week that had busted pipes and flooding and everything gary showed me a picture of one of the places and i'm like man that doesn't look like it looks like everything's back to brand new and he's like yeah we had a lot of cleanup to do but they got it done so cavens construction is your mvp in that department and uh, anything you need i'm telling you they, uh, they'll they get it done for you. They've got the most crews and the best crews in the business. Give them a call here in the Norman OKC area, 405-573-3048 in Tulsa and Stillwater, 918-282-7612. Coming right back with uh, more of your texts. We're going to talk to Cade McFarland now at 1 p.m., and uh, that will be coming up next hour. So stay with us here on the Home of Sooner Fans, The Ref. We are back. It is a post-Christmas Day edition of Steel Man and Thune. Right here on the Home of Sooner Fans, the Ref Radio Network. Good to have you along. Appreciate you guys. Hope you had a great Christmas. And, uh, you know, I like to represent winners. Even though, personally, myself, I, I, I am not a winner. But I like to represent winners. That's why I'm here at Cabin's Construction. They're the best. Riverwind Casino, when it comes to... Gaming experience and entertainment in the metro area can't be beat. Riverwind Casino, over 2,800 electronic games, all the best games, best bars and dining, best hotel, best service, all your favorite table games, not just the electronic gaming machines. They've got it all at Riverwind, world-class poker room as well. Great promotions, the new member seven. If you haven't been out there and signed up for a wild card at Riverwind, you need to because that's going to help you a lot. And uh, you can earn up to $450 in one day. They're only giving away only $165,000 in cash bonus play and prizes on New Year's Eve out at Riverwind Casino. They've got a great promotion also, the Showdown in the Desert promotion. Five trips are going to be given away to the 2023 Super Bowl. All you need to do is go out to Riverwind and play on the uh, specified gaming machines for this promotion, and you could be going to the Super Bowl, 2023 Super Bowl, with hotel, airfare, spending money, 
all kinds of goodies in that promotion, the showdown in the desert. So Riverwind Casino, they are simply the best. Uh, check out all their great promotions online at riverwind.com. Love Riverwind. Uh, by the way, our niece came down for the holidays. She went out to Riverwind on two consecutive nights. You know what she did? She won over $4,000. That's a nice little holiday haul right there, right? That's the dream, that's the dream come there, true right there. And she she went out there, and the first night, yeah, I won $2,300, and the next night came back. We had a Christmas meal, obviously, yesterday. Yeah, I went out there, decided to go out for a little while uh, yesterday, won nearly 2000 again. So, uh, in fact, like I, her total haul was like 4200 something like that. So you can win uh, at Riverwind, riverwindcasino.com. So, yeah, so uh, Hackett is out in Denver. What a, what a total catastrophe. That Eagles-Cowboys game was a great game Saturday, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, Min- yeah, Minshew played really solid. It was just those turnovers that really cost the Eagles. I mean, they were driving the football, and then the Cowboys just capitalized off those turnovers. But still still a really impressive performance for Minshew in his uh, first start with the Eagles. Yeah, Philadelphia, you know, the two picks, that he, it was two picks and two fumbles, right? Uh, and the two picks were great plays by Dallas, man, no doubt. And, uh, you know, the Cowboys, CeeDee Lamb had a great day, 10 receptions, 120 yards, uh, two TDs in the game. CeeDee Lamb, uh, again, was was really good. How do they give up the third and 30? T.Y. Hilton, who they brought in, uh, you know, has always had some pretty good speed. But, you know, you're thinking, oh, my gosh, Dallas, it's third and 30. And the Eagles give it up. Cowboys win the game 40-34. The big thing right now with Philly is the health of Jalen Hurts and his shoulder. You know, I, I think this is opening the door wide open for Patrick Mahomes to step right through and win MVP again. Um, you know, and he may have won it anyway, but I, I would say that Jalen Hurts had a slight lead, you know, before this injury. Um, well, but, his, again, the uh, Eagles are still 13-2. and two. Yeah, I mean, his I don't think his injury is very serious. I mean, they just wanted to keep him out and make sure he's healthy and ready to go for the remainder of the regular season. I mean, I think it's right. still Jalen Hurts on top of the MVP list. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, the Chiefs, of course, won over the weekend, twenty-four to ten over uh, Seattle. I love that they, you know, they gift wrapped a double cheeseburger for that Andy Reid. That's hilarious. That's so good. That's really good stuff. So, uh, how about Green Bay getting it done? Two uh, man broke down three picks that were very costly, and the Packers staying alive. Man, they are staying alive. Seven and eight. Miami's drop what is it four in a row now for Miami and Tom Brady and the uh, Buccaneers won the uh, won the Sunday night game last night beating Arizona 19 to 16 man it's been ugly for Tampa Bay but Brady has had some great last minute drives again finds a way to get that done they survived so, uh, they survived Trace McSorley on Christmas night I I really thought McSorley and the Cardinals were going to find a way to win that but yeah once again another Tom Brady uh, comeback, but they still do not look good, the Buccaneers. But they're somehow going to make the playoffs yeah. just based yeah. on how bad that division is. They're seven and eight. They have a game lead, I think, on Atlanta and Carolina, and uh, or it's, uh, it's Carolina and uh, who am I thinking? Um, somebody else that's seven and eight in that division. Anyway, bottom line is, um, or maybe it's New Orleans. 
yeah, New Orleans, I think, is 6-9. and nine. The Panthers, I know, are 6-9. and nine. So it's a game lead on uh, Carolina and uh, the Saints. But anyway, um, yeah, 7-8. They'd be hosting a playoff game as a divisional uh, winner right now. So they went at 19-16 last night. Speaking of uh, man issues, Arizona, you read that story, I'm sure, over the last couple of days about the issues between – Kyler and Cliff Kingsbury and what's going on there and I don't know, man. Yeah, uh, I don't there, think. Even... I mean, I don't think Cliff's gonna be back as the head coach for the Arizona Cardinals. We'll see if he's gets back to the college football level as a offensive coordinator. But I don't think him and Kyler have really gotten along very well in Arizona. Yeah, and uh, remember Kingsbury. I can still remember when he was at Tech. You know, Cliff Kingsbury was talking about Kyler Murray, and I loved him, recruited him to A&M, obviously. I think he's got a chance to be the uh, number one pick in the draft. He was exactly right. You know, it was so strange because Kingsbury goes out to USC to be their offensive coordinator, and before they can uh, play the next season, he takes the job of the Arizona Cardinals. So, yeah, there was even, uh, you know, some quotes in there in that story on ESPN that Cliff Kingsbury is also so frustrated. He's maybe that wouldn't totally shock a lot of people if he just said, you know what, I'm out of here. But I wouldn't think that he would be back. He looks he looks awful on the sidelines, too, when the TV shows him. He just he doesn't look like he wants to be there. Four and eleven after uh, last night's loss, the Arizona Cardinals. So, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a disaster, too. So and again, uh, Hackett is out in Denver after they got Hela uh, Rams late a half a hundred on them, fifty-one to fourteen yesterday. What a day for Baker Mayfield! Twenty-four of twenty-eight, two hundred thirty yards, two TDs. Uh, Cam Akers ran the ball well. Tyler Higby, man, healthy Tyler Higby, really good. And uh, looks like Baker has a new favorite target there in L.A. He was big time yesterday as well. Okay, I'm here at Cavens. Next hour, we're going to hear from Gary. Uh, also at the top of the hour coming up, uh, we will have our friend Cade McFarland from uh, KJRH-TV in Tulsa joining us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. We still have another hour to go, uh, talking Sooner football, talking a little NFL football. Anything you want to talk about is fair game on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. We've got another hour to go here from a great place, Gavin's Construction. Keep it right here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. Welcome back. It is hour number two. Normally, the two men talking are myself and uh, Parker Thune, but Parker is off today. He'll be back later in the week. we got Connor Pasby with us, but we are going to talk to our friend Cade McFarland on the Riverwind Casino Hotline to start our Number two, let's go right to that. Caden, we appreciate your patience. We had a little phone issue. We were going to try and get you on at 1235. Appreciate you uh, stepping back in here. Um, how we doing? How was your holiday? It was great. Got to watch the kids open presents. That's always fun. Makes Christmas just different than it's ever been. And uh, on my way to Phoenix now in uh, the beautiful city of Albuquerque, my hometown at the moment. I can only assume that Parker's taking a victory lap after – Peyton Bowen uh, <laughs> reneged on the Oregon commitment and uh, ended up yeah. with Parker said he was going to all along. I, I, I assume that's what's going on here today. How crazy was that, man? Take us through, uh, you know, how that went down for you. 
when, uh, again, uh, uh, everybody thought, you know, Oregon was kind of on the outside looking in. It was either going to be more than likely Oklahoma, but if it wasn't Oklahoma, it was going to be Notre Dame. And then that whole thing went down Wednesday. Uh, take us through what you were thinking. Well, I had made my peace with him flipping from Notre Dame to Oklahoma a long time ago. I mean, I, I think Parker was saying in the summer that this was only a matter of time. And, uh, and I had heard even before then, uh, you know, that there, there was not a great chance that he would end up in Notre Dame's class. When he said Oregon, I mean, I wasn't sure I knew the kid like I, I thought I did from reading articles, you know what I mean? I, I just I couldn't understand – I couldn't understand it at all, and I, I still wouldn't say that I understand it completely. I could maybe make a guess, but here's what I know based on his statement, which was really articulate and I think gracious, and it, this was huge pressure, right? I mean, this is a five-star talent, and he had, a, he had all the pressure a five-star could ever want, hope to want, or never want to have uh, as this thing came, came down the stretch. And he ended up in the right place, man. He he ended up, I think, where his heart was, the best fit for him. It's huge for Oklahoma. Um, I, you know, Notre Dame's played good defense for the last five or six years. Notre Dame fans on message boards obviously overreacted, and they were angry. And it's a loss when you lose a five-star safety on top of a five-star defensive end and Keon Keeley earlier in the class who ends up at Alabama. I mean, you need those guys if you're going to win a national championship, no question. But Notre Dame plays good defense. This is – this is bigger for Oklahoma in my mind because this is a guy who can, I, to me, step on campus, start playing right away, be an impact guy right away, fit in with what Brent Venables wants to get done. I mean, look, Brent Venables had such an incredible December the 21st and 22nd. I just I can't get too wound up in this bowl game because shorthanded, facing the opponent they are, it, like that would just be – a cherry on top or gravy or whatever, if, if OU could, could pull the upset and beat Florida State. To me, keeping that class together despite the 6-6 six and six season, like he still has to do a better job on the sideline, game day coach. All, he's got to grow as coach, no question. But what an incredible coup that class is. Yeah, no doubt. When you consider where they were, and I remember thinking at one point, uh, you know, after the Cotton Bowl, people were thinking, man, this could be three and nine, four and eight. Yep. There's no chance they're yep. going to keep uh, this class together. And here they end up with the top five class in the country. So, yeah, that was big time, no doubt. Now, your, your Irish play, what, Friday against South Carolina in the Gator Bowl, right? Yeah, Spencer Rattler, red-hot Spencer Rattler. Uh, I'm... I'm worried about it. Uh, if you don't get him off his mark, we know how accurate he can be, especially on some of those things you can't really defend, like back shoulder throws. I, you know, Notre Dame has had to face this year Caleb Williams, Drake May, and C.J. Stroud. And I, I, Spencer Rattler I don't think is better than any of those guys, but he is more accurate on certain throws, I think, than any of those guys. So he is, I, I think, a little bit different challenge what Notre Dame has faced, even though they faced, you know, the best quarterbacks in college football this year. Uh, South Carolina shorthanded, missing some guys, you know, because of the NFL and portal stuff on defense. So, you know, I expect this thing to be relatively even. But I, I do expect Spencer Rattler and the South Carolina offense to keep on rolling. Um, like, you put 63 on Tennessee, you rally to beat Clemson on the road. That South Carolina team is re playing some really good football coming down the stretch. 
Yeah, no doubt. And uh, Shane Beamer, well-liked, was uh, really well-liked at Oklahoma, doing a fine job there uh, with the Gamecocks. Cade McFarland, our guest on the uh, Riverwind Casino hotline. And uh, let's talk a little bit about this Oklahoma State Bowl game. Again, you know, without Spencer Sanders and all the guys who went in the portal, it's very strange. Wisconsin's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. That's a 9-15 kick uh, tomorrow night. Uh, what are your thoughts on the uh, O-State-Wisconsin matchup? You know, I'm going to be fascinated. I cannot wait to hear what Mike Gundy has to say in the postgame and how he frames this season. You know, and I'm, I'm intrigued by the matchup, even though both teams are going to be without their quarterbacks. I, I mean, you have a tendency to want to kind of throw the result out. Um, you know, it, it's not really an indictment of the 2022 Cowboys. It's, it's a one-off, right, this bowl game is a bit of a one-off usually, but this is, look, I can't believe it was only a year ago, less than a year ago in the same spot, you know, in the Arizona desert, maybe that's redundant, but in the Arizona desert facing Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl, Mike Gundy with all the bravado he could muster after that win, you know, given the speech about we have a logo too, and he called it the best win in program history and on and on. And like the good feelings continued well into October when they had a two touchdown fourth quarter lead at TCU and I can't believe we're in this spot now. Five straight games of 20 points or less for the offense, just no answers offensively, not many answers defensively either. Um, I, to me, this game's pretty important. Just like I said with Brent Venables, I, I don't see the matchup with Florida State as very important to the future of that program at all. I think it's, you know, Brent's got to get better as a coach, but the recruiting is such that they're okay, they're fine. I'm not so sure about Oklahoma State, and obviously – they're making, uh, they're they're snagging some guys from the portal, but they're losing a lot. It's going to be difficult, I think, for Oklahoma State to have a net positive in in terms of portal talent brought in versus lost, especially with Spencer Sanders on his way out. I really want to see how this team plays, see if they, you know, make sure they don't throw in the towel on this game and this season. And then I want to hear how Mike Gundy frames this season and the future of OSU football going forward. They've got a lot of good things. Uh, you know, if you zoom out big picture wise, but this season did not go according to plan at all. And obviously you can put all of that on injuries if you want. Uh, but I, I, I'm not sure that that's the only thing that was in play here. I, I, he's got some things to sort out in the off season. And I'll be fascinated to see one, you know, how they play. And like I said, make sure that they don't throw in the towel. And then two, just kind of what his outlook is on things going forward. Yeah, me too, and uh, Mike's done, obviously, a tremendous job there, and uh, you think about, like, that team, when they went to Fort Worth, and they had TCU in trouble right off the bat, and things just kind of went went south after that, but, and look, I love Mike Gundy, like I said, he gets as much out of his uh, rosters as any coach in the country, it seems like year in, year out, but you wonder a little bit in this new day and age of college football, if, yeah. if Mike Gundy might not be kind of an analog man in a digital world right now. Now, it's a great point. Now, one thing that lets me know that he understands, as much as he may not like the portal, they are handing out offers like crazy. And, you know, they, they picked up a couple of big ones from the University of Tulsa linebacker Justin Wright, defensive lineman Anthony Goodlow. Uh, they've got another one out to a safety by the name of Kendarren Ray, who's played some good ball for TU. And then they've got offers out across the country. And I, I don't know if there's been a new development with him or not, but the Virginia quarterback Brendan Armstrong was set to take a visit. That was, you know, maybe a couple of weeks ago. They're in on, on some of the bigger names out there. They've already snagged, you know, Washington State's leading receiver, 
uh, and a two-time thousand-yard rusher uh, from up at Western Michigan. So, like, they're trying to give as good as they get, and that tells me that he knows the portal is important. But I, I, I'm with you. I, I'm not so sure that any coach who's been somewhere for 18 years is in a great position going forward with NIL and the portal and everything else just because you tend to want to, I don't want to say get kind of stuck in your ways, but you tend to want to do things the way you've been successful doing them. And I'm not sure that what Oklahoma State's done for the last 18 years is necessarily going to bring the same sort of results if they do it for the next five or six. Uh, obviously, there are some, some bedrock principles in that program, hard work, and you know, obviously I think Rob Glass is one of the best in the country, and that's important, but they are going to have to change, I think, the way they look at recruiting and the way they do recruiting, and I'll be really interested to see going forward if Mike Gundy's got a good plan for that. Yeah, me as well. All right, before we let you go, how about, uh, man, some of our colleagues in the uh, travel situation going to the Cheez-It Bowl? I, <laughs> I, I just saw Eddie Radosevich's tweet, and he's in a long line of traffic that looks like it's never going to stop. And I said, it looks like planes, trains, and automobiles, too. I mean, it looks yes. like a complete disaster. They've been stuck in airports, can't get anywhere. It's, uh, I, I've been amused following along on Twitter. Uh, I know that that's an inconvenience for those guys, and obviously I suppose it's an inconvenience for people that count on their work and count on them to you know, take what these coaches say and, and write some things up. Uh, mostly I, I embrace the holiday delays, to be honest. I mean, I've sort of had one myself. Uh, I had to hop in the car. I'm on my way to Phoenix. Just enjoy that open road, Steely. You know what I mean? Like, you only live without uh, – yeah, you know, but – Planes, Trains, Automobiles, my favorite. I have to watch it every year around Thanksgiving. Love that movie. Uh, and it does. It sounds like some of our brethren are, are having that issue as they try to get to Orlando. And I guess some to Phoenix as well. Flights are just an issue for everybody everywhere. Uh, but with a 9-15 kickoff, I think I can make it in time. I think I can make it there uh, for kickoff tomorrow in Phoenix. Caden, we appreciate your time, my friend. I, I hope you had a great holiday, and we will talk again soon. Be safe out there. I did. Thank you, sir. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, Happy New Year. Same to you, Caden McFarland, joining us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. All right, I'm here at Cavens Construction. Uh, we are going to go to the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. have some interesting uh, questions, uh, one coming in on text, a couple coming in on Twitter we'll get to as well. Mike Steely along with Connor Pasby. Parker is off today. He'll be back. Later in the week, uh, we're here at Cavens, great place. You need, uh, you know, any emergency situation that arises, flooding, bursted, uh, busted pipe, you know, that causes uh, damage in your home, fire issues, mold testing, removal, all of that stuff, Cavens is the place to call, 405 405- Five seven three thirty forty eight in the Norman Oklahoma City area in Tulsa and Stillwater. It's nine one eight two eight two seven six one two. Coming right back here on the home of Sooner fans, the ref. We are back. Mike Steely here at Cavens Construction on a post Christmas Day broadcast here at Cavens. Great place. Mr. Gary Cavins joins us, and, uh, man, you have been one busy man. I have been. I have been. It's been a crazy Christmas, you know. Uh, it's been non-nonstop since Friday morning at 5 o'clock, and 
our crews have been working nonstop around the clock, Christmas and uh, New Year's. I mean, not New Year's. I can't even think it's been so many hours. Uh, um, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, they've done an outstanding job, and there's a lot of people in need. Um, all of our water uh, water deals have been commercial, have been strip malls. We've had surgical centers. We've had schools, um, you know, and we've had um, a liquor store, just all kinds of them, um, giant office buildings. Um, and we're just moving to them and getting them all fixed up as fast as possible. Um, you know, and we just, uh, our team is highly trained and they're putting all their training to the test right now. I bet, man. Uh, and, you know, there's there's nothing worse than, you know, whether you have a new home or a home you're really proud of or just a home that you've been in for years and years and years. Or I can't, I, you know, you said it's been mainly businesses for you uh, after this cold weather. But that feeling, you, you're ahead, you get ahead, and you fix things, and you, and then all of a sudden, boom, and you're thinking, how much am I going to be out? How am I, how am I going to get this cleaned up? You know, what's it going to cost? How quickly can it be done? And you guys are the ones to call because you showed me it was the, uh, the surgical center, right? That, uh, you've been at that got incredible flooding. And then you showed me a picture of it. I'm like, I'm sure it's still a little bit damp in certain areas, but it looked like, man, that looks like it's nothing happened. It, you know, our, like I said, our team is highly trained. We spend hours upon hours and a lot of money in training and developing our employees for these type of situations. Uh, so that it's kind of second nature to them and they know what to do. They go out, they execute it, and they do an outstanding job. And, you know, the surgical center was, was pretty bad. Uh, we've had a, a flood on Ed Double Parkway that was pretty bad. We had a big one in Tulsa where it affected, um, six units of a strip mall that was pretty bad. Um, you know, and I just got off the phone with another one that's a 30,000 square foot office building just now. And, you know, I mean, it's just, um, there's a lot of damage out there and it's nobody's fault. Some of the, some owners take it personally. It's, it's nobody's fault. When you have a freeze like this and it stays frozen for up to three days, uh, you know, during the day at night, there's just, I mean, you can turn on the heat, you can drip the faucets, you take the precautions to protect your home, protect your business, but that doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. And don't take it personally if it does happen. It just happens. That's why we have insurance. And the insurance, you know, the insurance covers flood. Now, what it doesn't cover in some cases is mold. A lot of homeowner policies and a lot of commercial policies exclude mold. So it's important that if you do have water to have it dried properly, whether it's with Cavens or another water um, extraction structural drying company, because what's going to happen is you're going to end up having mold in your house and your insurance may not cover that, but then they'll cover the water extraction. And so that's really important for people to know because a lot of people will go, hey, I'm going to grab the shop back. I'm going to vacuum up this water. I'm going to take care of it myself. Well, if that sheetrock's still wet and that insulation on that exterior wall is still wet, you could have mold growth behind that here in the next 30 days and then start having surface mold growth and you'll never know about it because it wasn't dried properly. And then you're up a boat because you're going to have to pay for that out of pocket to get that mold out of there. So don't skimp on the structural drying and the water extraction. It's really important because insurance will cover that, and the, but in some cases the mold it will not. So keep that in mind if you're going through the process right now. So get ahead of that early before you know you really pay the price later is basically what you're saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. All right, Gary, uh, you guys, it's amazing. Um, how long have you been in business now? I've been in business since February 10th, 2010. 
Uh, so a little over a dozen years, and you guys have built, you know, basically the do-it-all company in in the state and certainly in the metro area where if you have, a you know, just a regular construction need, a roofing need, or an emergency need, it's the one place to call where it's kind of like you've got, uh, in, I don't know, if all these different departments, it's like you've got specialists in every area. So you've always got an answer. That's right. That's right. I've worked really hard over the years to uh, do a lot of continuing education, a lot of training personally. Um, it's my personal goal to take um, up to two classes a month on uh, development in our environmental side and in our construction side. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in you're always learning, you're always developing. There's always new techniques. There's always new ways to do things from our commercial maintenance to our water extraction, to our mold testing, mold remediation, to our fire, um, our trauma, crime scene, tear gas cleanup, um, you know, all of our different divisions and roofing, um, you know, we're always developing, we're always looking for new techniques, and we're always looking for ways that we can help the customer with one, you know, just one time and just take care of it. One call does it all. And, you know, that's important to me, and that's the business that we've developed here. But, you know, this uh, water, you know, the, the freezing, there's a lot, like I said, there's a lot of people. We've, we've covered a lot of commercial losses over the last several days. We've seen a lot of different things. The majority of them have been fire line breaks. And, you know, water is amazing because I've got some things over here. I've got a cast iron you show me that. fire, that's amazing. fire pipe that's a T that the, when it froze, it basically exploded apart. And right in the middle in the half. And that's water. I mean, it's just an amazing element and it does, uh, it can do terrible things and it can do great things. Um, and, uh, you know, I have about 10 of these that, that have happened. I mean, it literally looks like a hatchet just split that in half. And that was just water that froze and boom. You would have thought, man, that thing can probably survive about anything. And nope. No, no chance. Not water. Not when it's frozen. It's yeah. amazing. It's an amazing element and what it can do and the damage it can cause. And, you know, the most important thing is is it can cause mold if it's not remediated, taken care of properly. So just keep that in mind. And if you do have mold or, you know, and, and you, or you've had water damage and you think it's cleaned up and you need mold testing or something like that, that's something we can help you out with in the next several weeks as things change because there was a lot of people affected by this. No doubt. Gary, you've got a great company, great reputation, all these awards here in the conference room, and it's because you're continuing to go out and learn new things, uh, you know, and making sure your your cleanup is environmentally sound, the stuff you do, that's a big part. You've got to meet those regulations now, and you guys do. So appreciate the work you do, and I appreciate you stopping by. Thank you so much. Gary Cabins, ladies and gentlemen, Cabins Construction. I'll tell you what we're going to do, Connor. Uh, next segment, we go to the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Baker Mayfield, yesterday. Let's pull up the Baker post game. Yesterday was a great day for Baker, man. It was like a, a big-time Christmas present, like when I got the Evil Knievel stunt cycle or the Atari 2600 back in the day or the electric football set, which my first memorable Christmases, it, it was the electric football set. Then I, I went on to the uh, the Atari and the Evil Knievel stunt cycle all Hall of Fame gifts. But what a Christmas present for Baker yesterday. Played his best game of the year. And I know that 98-yard drive was spectacular that he had against the Raiders. But 24 of 28, 230 yards, two touchdowns. Cam Akers ran the ball well. Tyler Higbee was great. Uh, you know, one of the best tight ends. And uh, Baker seems to 
uh, have found a, a new target there that he really has a good connection with. Let's hear a little bit of the post game yesterday. The Rams reporters talking to Baker after they beat the Denver Broncos 51 to 14. It's been something really special, you know, obviously timing wise, like we, we talked about, um, it's just not how we drew it up, but it, it's been, it's been really special. Um, especially, you know, thinking about this is, you know, the coming off the Monday night game and, and not really playing well on offense. And, you know, obviously I was frustrated with how I played and for us to play a complete game like that, that's, uh, that speaks volumes. You know, everybody keeps talking about the fact that we have, you know, we're eliminated from the playoffs. But this is a this is a locker room that wants to compete and wants to win any chance you have, uh, any opportunity that we can get. So um, it's it's been fun. It's a special locker room, and I'm happy to be a part of it. Baker, you, t- you talked this week about wanting to make sure you guys played a, a really efficient game, too, mm-hmm. staying ahead of the down and all of that. Yep. What worked for you guys in that run-pass balance tonight? I mean, the guys up front played unbelievable. No sacks. I mean, the, the efficiency in the run game, besides the, the snap that I couldn't uh, handle in the gun, and shotgun, um, I mean, I'd, I don't know the exact stats, but I'd, I'd be very shocked if we had uh, more than one negative run play. So it, it, they played so well up front. Cam obviously finished those runs too, um, fighting for extra yards and finishing going forward. The guys just, I mean, you can tell when guys are pushing the pile and getting there to where the running back's not getting pushed backwards, That's it sets the tone. So when those guys played like that up front, um, it makes it easy in the pass game because uh, it keeps them off balance and some of those quick game completions to, to the guys in the flats, were, it was all there. When you start a game where you complete your first 11 and you only have four incompletions the whole game, can you describe what that's like, that rhythm and how you felt out there? Yeah, uh, I mean, I, to me, it, it starts with the run game and keeping them off balance. So then when we're calling this past game, um, a lot of it was just the quick game stuff. So it, just easy completions and taking what the defense has given us. And um, yeah, it's... It's a great feeling, I'll say that, to, to answer your question truthfully. There you go. It was a great day for Baker and Sooner fans, I'm sure, uh, you know, that were watching that game, maybe maybe eating their Christmas dinner or leftovers or whatever, enjoyed that one very much. All right, here at Cavens on the uh, day after Christmas, good to be out here again. You heard from Gary. They've been doing a lot of work, a lot of uh, cleanup for people with uh, – uh, particularly businesses who, uh, you know, they had pipes that burst and uh, some flooding, so they've been doing a lot of stuff, and they will come to the rescue. If there's a superhero construction outfit in the area, it's certainly Cabin's Construction. All right, we'll break right here. We'll go back to the Air Comfort Solutions text line. I have some uh, rolling in on Twitter and one via text we'll get to as well. We'll do that next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans, The Ref. Back here at Cabins on a Monday, we just heard from Gary, all the work they're doing in the area. They will do great work for you. CabinsConstruction.com in Norman in the Oklahoma City metro area, 405-573-3048. Tulsa Stillwater, it's 918-282-7612. All right, I got one uh, DM Twitter question. Steely, did you see the John Brooks story in the Oklahoman? What do you think about him saying that guy he puts in quotes as the best Sooner player that he's seen? Well, and I did see the uh, the story. I thought it was great. I was very excited to see it because uh, love Brooksy. He's a legend and grew up listening to he and Mike Treps call Sooner games. And uh, I, I'm just a big John Brooks fan. 
But he did say that, you know, his first year was the 78 season when Billy Sims obviously uh, had his great season uh, and, you know, ends up winning the Heisman Trophy. But he said the best that he saw during his tenure calling OU games. And, again, he wasn't talking about – he was talking about players that he covered while he was doing uh, play-by-play. He said it was Marcus Dupree. And I've always said I have never seen anybody with the natural ability that Marcus Dupree had. I mean, like I said, it was like a, a, a runaway locomotive. You're talking about a kid that was like 6'3", 235 pounds or whatever, and could run a four four five. I mean, how'd you like to tackle that guy in the open field? <laughs> and and, and doing... he got some bad advice, you know, from his uh, his his handler at the time, this Kenneth Farley dude. Um, but Marcus is back in the Sooner family. But in terms of natural ability, as great as Sims was, as great as uh, you know Steve Owens was, and as great as the quarterbacks, I think the most most naturally gifted, yes, would be Marcus Dupree. So I get what he's saying there. And to, to ahead, conti- continue to be a freak when you're out of shape as well. I mean, there's times where he put on some weight and he was still able to run over guys and just blow past him. I mean, he was just a phenomenal, just gifted athlete that was just, I mean, really fun to watch in the backfield. I mean, that was <laughs> no argument right there for Marcus Dupree. And his recruitment was crazy, too. Uh, you know, and you think about uh, Lucius Selman was the, uh, the Sooner assistant recruiting him. And I can remember after his great freshman season, there was controversy. Barry Switzer had gotten on to Marcus because, you know, Marcus had a great game in the Fiesta Bowl against Arizona State. But Switzer basically said, you know, he'd run for 300. He'd, be, he'd been in shape. And I think Marcus had like 230 yards in that game or whatever. Well, Marcus was, for a, for a, a giant great athlete, was a little bit sensitive, you know. And he appears in this story on Sports Illustrated, you know, basically Marcus Dupree, Sooner Great, can he coexist with his coach? I can still remember when he came back to campus because he reported a little bit late and Barry Switzer kind of having an impromptu press conference, joking around, you know, hey, you know, we're enemies or whatever. But, uh, you know, it was just crazy after his freshman season, but just a phenomenal talent. And, you know, he, he got some bad advice from people that were trying to take advantage of him. And uh, I'm happy to see Marcus back as a member of, his, of the Sooner family. I always thought he was a nice kid when he was there. I had a chance to talk to him a couple times. And, uh, like I said, his recruitment was unbelievable. Well, spe- speaking of that Arizona State game, I mean, he ran for over 200 yards, and I could remember the game film where he was constantly down with cramps. I mean, he was just completely out of shape. And, yeah, Switzer yeah. said he could have yeah. ran for over 300 yards. There was times where he just went down and just couldn't get back up because he was just out of shape. Yeah, and I could remember the first full scrimmage he was in with the varsity. And Dupree had, like, a couple touchdown runs. I remember he ran down the sideline. And he literally ran through a Dwight Drain tackle. Dwight Drain was a great defensive back for OU, played in the league, I think, with the Raiders for a few years. You know, and this is an upperclassman, like a senior. And Dupree just kind of shoved him aside, you know. Um, And I remember, you know, Switzer, Barry was trying to kind of downplay it. You know, he didn't want him to get the big head. But everybody who saw that first scrimmage was like, oh, my. (laughs) It looked like, I mean, Earl Campbell, when he played for Texas, Barry Switzer used to say, you know, Campbell's his own blocker. And I can remember back in the day, Earl Campbell, 77 Heisman winner, 
Um, Terry Miller of Oklahoma State was the runner-up to him, but he was unreal. And it came down to Oklahoma and Texas and his recruitment. He ends up going to Texas. But people would say, oh, man, Campbell, you know, great player, but, man, he's so lazy getting back to the huddle. He was conserving energy to get back to the huddle because he would take a nice, easy stroll back to the huddle. But then he'd run your, you know, one over uh, on the next play. So Dupree was was, uh, reminded me maybe a bit, a little bit of a, a little bit bigger version of Earl Campbell. He was unbelievable. And, again, he had great breakaway speed, too. Okay, 405-651-3439 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Someone says, got Mr. Jokester here. He says, I agree we need a credible backup unless Bevel is staying. No thanks. But I don't think we want, uh, or the fan base does not want to see a Davis Bevel uh as a yeah, man, I almost feel bad for Davis. Bevel, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, know? I'm sure he's a great. I'm sure he's a great kid. But I mean, what we saw in the Texas game, he's just not quite what you're looking for to be ready as a backup quarterback. I think the uh, the TCU and Texas games probably the two biggest back to back disaster games I can remember. Oh yeah, for me, for OU football, where you're just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Is this ever going to end? Those two were just really bad. I mean, the TCU giving up so many yards in the next game. I mean, obviously getting shut out by Texas. That's just an awful look. But we went on, and we saved the recruiting class, and that was just phenomenal. But from Gunny from Stutzman Army here, he says, to comment on the backup quarterback spot, we have Booty, who's been there for a season, and Uncle Rico runs his style of offense in high school. So both guys will know the offense well enough if anything happens to DG. General Booty got in for what? One series, I believe? Yes. We this saw season? him. Yeah, we saw him for one series. Still don't know what to kind of expect from General Booty. I don't know if he's quite ready to go either, but Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting. How about, you know, it's interesting to see the kids who went down in the 2023 class that are going down to Orlando, you know, with the team. You've got uh, Derek LeBlanc and uh, Ashton Champ Sanders, Caleb Hicks, and uh, PWO, Chapman McCown. Uh, we saw their pictures there. They're going to the Cheez-It Bowl. Going to the Cheez-It Bowl. That's great. I mean, yeah, that's, right. that's great to see out of those guys. I mean, Chapman McCone, or McCown got saw him a little bit at – Norman North uh, very much earned for that uh, walk-on spot. He's a phenomenal athlete, uh, works really hard. I think he's going to fit great with Venables and what all he does. But, I mean, it's, it's great to see those guys uh, getting the trip to the Cheez-It Bowl. No doubt. We have a bowl game underway right now, New Mexico State. The Aggies taking on Bowling Green, the Falcons of Bowling Green, and uh, that's in the Quick Lane Bowl. And they're just underway, five minutes in, scoreless in that matchup. So, uh, again, the Cowboys, Oklahoma State, will play tomorrow night, 9-15 kick on ESPN in the guaranteed Raid Bowl against Wisconsin out in Phoenix. Sooners will play Thursday at 4.30 in the uh, Cheez-It Bowl against Florida State. They are a nine-and-a-half-point underdog to the Seminoles in that matchup so we have uh we have uh, we have a, we have a great lineup for tomorrow you got georgia southern buffalo uh memphis utah state and coastal carolina and east carolina and yeah the late night show 
Wisconsin, Oklahoma State. <laughs> Don't know what to expect. Uh, both quarterbacks out for the Badgers and uh, Cowboys. I don't know if I'll go great lineup. I'll just go lineup on that. Yeah, just a lineup. We have a lineup tomorrow. As long as, we, as, long as we got three or four games uh, to watch uh, throughout the day. All right, when we get back, a quick trip down memory lane, and we'll hear from Sooner defensive coordinator Ted Roof on the FSU offense. All that coming up in our final segment here from Cavens on a Monday edition of Steelman and Thune here on the Home of Sooner fans. Keep it here. Okay, we are back to close it out here on a Monday. We're going to get locked in coming up at the top of the hour. Mike Steely along with Connor Pasby. Parker is uh, off today. We'll have him back uh, later in the week. That would be Parker Thune I'm talking about. Let's go down memory lane. Somebody asked me (laughs) via a text message, Steely, growing up the same time I did, Do you remember the announcers for the old Orange Bowl? I do. Yes. Don Crickey and Bob Trumpy. Now, I had a friend of mine, won't mention any names, Sean Baker, uh, that would get very angry at what Bob Trumpy had to say. And, I mean, we had a couple pops in us back in those days. And he would uh, say, shut up, Dumpy. Called him Bob, Bob Dumpy. But Don Crickey and Bob Trumpy on the call. In fact, here they are. This is the 1981 Orange Bowl. The year before, the Sooners beat Florida State. I believe it was 24-7 in their first meeting. Same two teams met again the next year. It was much tighter, as Barry Switzer used to say, hell, tight fit. Uh, and the Sooners win this game 18-17. to It came down to a two-point conversion this was J.C. Watts to Forrest Valora, as called by Don Crickey and Bob Dumpy. Welcome to Miami and the 1981 Orange Bowl. The Seminoles of Florida State, the Sooners of Oklahoma. They're not going for any one point. Final that. There you go, Don Crickey and Bob Trumpy on the call. The 81 Orange Bowl, the great J.C. Watts with the two-point pass to Forrest Valora. You follow Oklahoma very good to Sooner football when you consider the Selman brothers and J.C. Watts. Heck, heck of a call! Okay. Heck of a call, especially from a name like uh, Dumpy in 1981. I love that. Yeah, well, Dumpy was what uh, my my buddy called him. He wouldn't call him Trumpy. He was always mad at his commentary. <laughs> so. Yeah, Bob Trumpy. I believe he was a tight end with the Cincinnati Bengals, if I'm not mistaken, back in the day. Anyway, uh, what about the Sooners in Florida State? Oklahoma's a nine-and-a-half-point underdog in this matchup uh, coming up Thursday at 430 in the Cheez-It Bowl. One of the reasons FSU has had a, a nice turnaround year at 9-3, and three, the play and development of quarterback Jordan Travis, 2,800 yards through the air, 63% completion percentage, 22 TDs, only four picks, and seven rushing touchdowns. He's a guy the Sooners left focus on. Let's hear from Sooners defensive coordinator Ted Roof earlier today talking about the Seminoles offense and Jordan Travis. You know, they're top 20 in rushing offense. They lead the free world in third down conversion. Uh, you know, averaging almost 37 points a game. 
playmakers all over the place and a lot of uh, improvement in the offensive line. So, uh, yeah, they they look like and play like what we're used to playing when we play Florida State. Yeah, like you said, from all the years in the ACC with Coach Bowden and, and Jimbo. I was going to ask, Jordan Travis's improvement, I don't, I don't know how much you got to see of him before this season, um, but mm-hmm. but – and I guess he's probably improved during the season, but how much of a challenge is he? Oh, he's a tremendous challenge. Uh, you know, he's a playmaker. Uh, he extends plays with his legs, uh, makes really good players miss in space, uh, is an accurate passer, uh, and also can, ex- like I said, extend plays, not only scrambling, but also extend plays to throw the ball down the field. And uh, uh, we've got a lot of respect for him, and, uh, you know, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. There you go, Ted Roof talking about uh, Jordan Travis again, uh, 63% uh, completed uh, for him on the season. Again, only four picks with 22 TDs. And, look, every team has uh, has an issue with a quarterback who can run and throw, but those are always the nightmare quarterbacks, it seems like, for a Sooner defense. You yeah, know, and he, yeah, uh, and he's, you don't have to deal with that. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's one of them. I first saw him in that LSU game, and he was phenomenal in the second week of the season, has – Done tremendous for the Seminoles this season, and he's seventh in the nation in QBR rating. So he's going to be a guy to watch out for Oklahoma. And, man, that, that rushing attack, Mike Steely, for Florida State, you, you're without Jalen Redmond, so you're going to need someone else to step up in the trenches at the defensive line because you got a three-man wrecking crew in the backfield uh, running the football. Yeah, and uh, not only that, uh, this receiver Johnny Wilson, what a monster, man. He's 6'7", six, six, seven. <laughs> 240 pounds, nine touchdown catches on the year. I mean, that is a gargantuan side wide out. not a tight end, a true wide out at 6'7". That's, that's really impressive. Well, you know, thank goodness Buki's not around right now. And, you know, I have nothing against Buki, but it seemed like Buki always got paired up against, you know, uh, somebody that was six five or so. Yeah, he wasn't. You know he wasn't. Charlie he wasn't Kolar, afraid. Somebody he, like that. He, he wasn't afraid of him, but it was always a mismatch with Buki, who was listed at five nine. I think we all agree he was about uh, five seven. The way he looked on the field. Yeah. All right. Uh, so again, the Sooners and FSU coming up four thirty Thursday on ESPN, and uh, Florida State is a nine and a half point favorite. Okay, uh, by the way, what else do we have going on? We have Monday Night Football tonight. The Chargers can wrap up a playoff spot with a win over the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, next action for the Thunder is tomorrow night, 7 o'clock against San Antonio. They'll be on the road at Charlotte on Thursday, back at home for the New Year's Eve game at 7 o'clock against the Philadelphia 76ers again uh, in the New Year's Eve matchup. Uh, the Sooner men will not play again until New Year's Eve day. They will host Texas. 10-1 and one Texas at uh, 1 o'clock, and that'll be an ESPN Plus game. Got some great deals for tickets at the LNC, four for 20 bucks. heck of a deal. The OU women will play New Year's Day as well. Uh, they will be in Morgantown to play West Virginia at 1 o'clock. So that is what's happening. All right, also want to thank our friends today at the uh, Seth Wadley Auto Group, Exit 72 in Paul's Valley. They'll do great work for you. If you're looking for a vehicle, and a lot of times it's hard to find what you're looking for right now, selection is hard to come by because you know vehicles uh, have been harder to come by, particularly after COVID and everything. It's just been an issue, but they are getting uh, all the best they can at the Seth Wadley Auto Group. 
And uh, it's exit 72 in Paul's Valley, whether you're looking for a car, a truck, an SUV, maybe it's a pre-owned vehicle, they'll get the job done for you at the Seth Wadley Auto Group and a great guarantee, oil changes, engines for life on new or used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. And uh, I want to thank my man Gary Cabins out here. He's got a great company, Cabins Construction. They'll do great work for you. Emergency situations, general uh, general construction, whatever you're looking for, give them a call in the Norman, Oklahoma City area. Uh, they are the best in the business. They also, of course, are in uh, Tulsa, Stillwater as well. Cabins Construction will do incredible work for you in Norman, 405 573 and uh, Tulsa Stillwater, uh, you were looking at 918-282-7612. And Riverwind Casino, ladies and gentlemen, they're awesome. They are giving away $165,000 in cash and bonus play on New Year's Eve. That's a heck of a deal. They also have a new promotion that's going on right now, the Showdown in the Desert. That's where you can win one of five trips to the 2023 Super Bowl. Play on specific electronic gaming machines, rack up a lot of points, and you could be headed to the Super Bowl courtesy of Riverwind with airfare, hotel, tickets, cash, everything you need. We love the folks out at Riverwind. Everybody have a great Monday. We'll see you.